Hey guys, what's up? I'm Omar. And I'm Sean, and welcome to another episode of Admissions Dissected. And we're going to be talking about gap years versus going straight through. All right, Omar, so as we start, you know, we can start with the definition of what a gap year is uh, for people that don't know. Yeah, so a gap year is basically any time off you take after graduating and going to med school. Right, so any time between, any years between graduating from your undergraduate institution to starting medical school is considered a gap year. Exactly. Um, and I guess the first thing we'll be talking about is the um, the pros and cons between going straight through and taking a gap year. So you want to talk about going straight through first? or We can talk about gap years first. Okay. So uh, we can start with the misconception. So for the misconception between a lot of pre-meds is that a gap year or multiple gap years hurts you uh, in the eyes of the admissions committee. What's the reality, Omar? Absolutely not. Actually, if anything, gap years are kind of looked as a... Uh, a positive thing um contrary to a lot of uh parents beliefs i feel like honestly a lot of when i talk to a lot of uh, pre-med students they tell me that their parents are really upset they're taking gap years because it's going to hurt mm-hmm. them maybe back home um in their home countries cause a lot of these <laughs> kids are tend to come from first generation uh, families but um in all reality it's actually a really beneficial thing that you can add to your application yeah, and I think part of that misconception comes from the fact that in other countries, you kind of decide to go to med school after high school, so you don't really have undergrad, so it's a thing that's somewhat unique to America. Um, but like you're saying, there is a huge misconception that amongst a lot of families and even pre-meds that if they take time off, that it'll look negative, but like you said. Um, and also, a lot of people think it's kind of like a failure. Like, they think that they because they didn't go straight through, it's, right. you know what I mean? Right. But in reality, it shows maturity and growth from the admissions uh, perspective. Right. So for someone that was going straight through, they would apply around the summer to fall of their senior year of college. Um, and for someone taking a gap year, it's the fall or uh, summer before yeah. uh, they intend to uh, matriculate to the medical school. Um, so what's the most important thing, Omar, for someone to get out of taking a gap year, if you had to tell someone that was taking a gap year? Honestly, it would be clinical experience, uh, personal growth and maturity, and most importantly, like a good letter of recommendation for whoever you're working for. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, so if, what would be the worst thing that you could do with a gap year? <laughs> Doing nothing. So uh, a lot of people just like, they, they honestly most people that i know that do nothing during the gap years they end up applying pretty late they don't get in so they just chill for another year till another till the cycle comes up again um and doing nothing during that year is really really bad so can you give it do you know any examples of what people do um during the gap year yeah so i think that some of the common things that we've seen both in our classmates and then also with the applications that we've read when we've been uh working either through interviews or through the admissions committee um, have been working in the hospital uh, in any way. So we know people that, for example, have worked for electronic health record companies or people that were diabetes educators or uh, scribes. So you knew a couple people that did scribing? Yeah, so I have. we have a lot of classmates who did who worked for Scribe for America. And um, what it entails is basically you are assigned a doctor or physician that you follow around and basically anything he says you type up um and honestly a lot of those classmates tend to be really well educated in terms of like pathology and they knew a lot of stuff um 
when we were talking about it in our class setting. So I yeah. think it's a really good experience. Yeah, I agree with you. I think one of the difficult things for me for med school is just the language that you have to learn <laughs> and all the words uh, that are so unique to medicine and medical school and residency in a hospital setting. Um, and being a scribe definitely, I think, helps with that transition. Absolutely. And a lot of people also travel and they do Teach for America. So mm -hmm. that's, I think, another phenomenal uh, experience. Um, believe it or not, most uh, medical students and doctors um, would consider a career in teaching. Um, and I think Teach for America is a really great opportunity. And there's also another one for um, international experience as well. I forgot what it was called, but you can do I'm not some. I'm sure either. <laughs> I, I'll, I forgot what it was called. But um, there's various, it's very similar to Teach for America, but it's also you work with the U.S. government. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse us, our studio is not soundproof. Some guy was just driving his motorcycle. It's very small. Uh, never mind. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're talking about basically just do something during your gap year. Also, a lot of people do do research. Research is mm -hmm. great. They tend to work at a hospital and do clinical research. Um, a lot of people tend to work at really big hospitals in Boston. Yeah, um, I think that does help. Yeah, and so for for things like research or with. Um, Teach for America, even though they don't seem clinically relevant, I think the better applicants are able to make their case and their applications for why what they did was important for their clinical experience or future clinical experience. So we know someone that, for example, um, was teaching in Mexico, I think, and they were talking about how oh, yeah. um, that experience teaching English in Mexico helped them uh learn spanish uh and be able to speak it fluently and that was like that is a really important uh, it's thing. honestly it's one of my biggest regrets i didn't take spanish i took french for like <laughs> six years i haven't used the look of it so like learn spanish kids and so like that that experience which was just teaching um was also clinical because they came back and did uh different clinics back in america where uh the majority of the patient population was spanish speaking without any uh, medical background they were able to yeah. help help uh, in the patient care quite a bit so I guess just to reiterate, the most important thing to do is clinical experience, correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, no, and then getting a good letter of rec, and yeah. then trying to do anything um, that kind of gets, like I said, more clinical experience. Yeah, anything um, to strengthen your application. Yeah. And also like mentally, you need some time to like kind of just like refresh and kind of take a break from your undergrad. A lot of people travel as well. They tend to go on vacation, a little small vacations. So, Sean, how long should I take a gap year for? Like, what's the most optimal time? Well, I think that depends on the person. So people have families, kids, et cetera, et cetera. Or we know people that have had different careers that were, say, pharmacists, for example. <laughs> yeah. um, so we, we have people in our class that were pharmacists for a few years and then decided to go to medical school. So they took a lot of gap years. But the most important thing, I think, to take into consideration is if you take the MCAT, uh, for most schools, it's only valid for about two to three years after you take it. Um, so that should be a really big uh, consideration on depending on deciding how long your gap year should be. All right. So three years. Good to know. Yeah. Two to three years. Yeah. All right. So what are the cons to taking a gap year? Like, what would you say if, you know, to me, if I was considering it? So the cons would be one of the bigger ones that kind of people mention is the opportunity cost. Um, so every year that you delay going to medical school and doing residency, et cetera, et cetera, you're sacrificing a year of like a quarter of a million salary as attending a physician. Attending salary, yeah. make a rain, baby. <laughs> yeah, as an attending doctor or attending <clears throat> physician, um, you're sacrificing that salary, that one year's salary each year that you take off. Um, so it's opportunity cost, the money that you're, you're not really making in the future. But um, besides that, 
I can't think of too many cons besides just the time and opportunity cost. What about the pros, Omar? Well, pros is that, first of all, it absolutely improves your application. Um, it gives you time to grow um, in terms of maturity-wise because you're going to be dealing with a lot of like life and death and big boy and big girl stuff, you know? So right. this is a perfect opportunity to grow and mature. Um, and also it gives you a break from your education uh, before, you know, things get really intense in medical school. You know, it gives you kind of that mental refreshness that you need um, and the endurance to continue through the grueling four years of medical school. Um, yeah, and I think one thing that I would add is that in terms of um, money, uh, for people that do take gap years, you can kind of build up a small yeah. uh, nest egg, or you don't have to take out as many loans, or could even try to pay off uh, all of med school <laughs> without taking loans. Um, just having that money to do things during med school is nice. Yeah, absolutely. So, Sean, did you go uh, to take gap year or did you go straight through? <laughs> No, why did you take a gap year? No. No, Sean sure. and I applied together. <laughs> yeah, we we talked to each other throughout the entire process. From like we okay, so so background, we literally met in the pre med society meeting the, the first, first week, year. <laughs> freshman year. <laughs> so we've been together through it all. We did go straight through. Uh, so Omar, from your experience and my experience, that we've talked a lot about this. What would you say are some of the cons of going straight through? Honestly, for me, it's like the mental exhaustion and kind of the burnout. You know, mm -hmm. I haven't gotten a full year off and done all the things we talked about. Mm -hmm. I feel like all those things would have been really beneficial for like my mental health and mm -hmm. kind of giving me a, uh, and also like more time to mature. I feel like I've been maturing through medical school, but it's also been really tough. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. The burnout factor, I think, is quite real to go straight through from four years of undergrad, have one summer off, and then immediately go into very intensive studying in medical yeah. school. So um, what do you think about the pros? Like, why would anyone go straight through? Uh, so like we talked about already with the opportunity cost before, um, and then in addition to that, there's less anxiety in terms of like what your future holds. Like if you go straight through and you get accepted, you kind of know what the next 10 ish years of your life are going to look like and you're kind of on a path. Um, and then I would also say that in terms of kind of the, the, the flip side to the coin of burnout is that you're, if you go straight through, you're kind of already in the groove of studying. You haven't taken extended time off from kind of being in school and studying and the day-to-day -day grind that studying can be. Um, so I think it's a little bit easier to go through that transition from undergrad to, to medical school if you do go straight through. At least that quick transition isn't um, as difficult as I think it would be if you did take time off and haven't studied in a long time besides the MCAT. And then like in one week, we the first week of medical school, we learned all of biochemistry again, which was a one semester course. <laughs> and we covered that in one week or like one weekend even. Um, so I think we were just kind of like more attuned to our studying habits. So basically, you're still in the group of studying. So like you still have those little habits that kind of help you transition. So easier transition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I think that we have already really talked about in depth in another episode in our last episode was... Um, if you want to improve your GPA and do a, uh, a gap year, we already mentioned post-specs mm -hmm. and uh, potentially doing a master's degree. So if you're interested in either of those things, listen to our last episode if you haven't already. That sounds good. You, yeah, you. Yeah. All right. If you like what we're doing and want to support us, follow us on our Patreon. We're doing this podcast on our own without any support from any institutions and would deeply appreciate any support. Our Patreon supporters get access to extra episodes, extra content, Q&A sessions with us, and the opportunity for you to have us review your application and receive personalized feedback. I know Omar would love to give a lot of feedback. 
I'd love to see your feedback, guys, or your applications. <laughs> you can follow us on our Patreon at Admissions Dissected. If you like what we're doing and enjoy the podcast, please rate, subscribe, and share with your friends and colleagues. You can follow me on Twitter at Omar underscore dissecting or at admissionsdissected.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks for your support. Thank you, guys.